Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download ebooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. So Roland, here we are in the uh, in the heart of winter here yes. in Northern Virginia, in, in the teeth of inclement weather. Yes, yes, yeah. and we're taping this outside. Right. Yes, <laughs> we are. We are literally in the in the. I think the teeth of inclement weather. I think that was actually we're from actually not taping this Christmas outside. Carol Scrooge. Yeah, no, we're not. We're well. I can't lie. I mean, we're a Christian ministry. I, I know. Yes, you know, and I'd, I'd be judged for that. It's true, and it is as well. I should be. In fact, it's actually very warm in this studio right now. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah, in contrast to the twenty-seven degree weather that is, yeah. That's outside, but you know, we make the sacrifices we need to make. You we know? do. But you know, you you came to me recently, as you often do, and said, you know, Vince, I I just had this revelation, this realization about something that I read in the news. And so, what you often do, Roland, is you'll see something in the news, and then it'll sort of remind you of a seemingly unrelated incident or issue, and and you connect those two things in a really interesting way. And so, in this particular case, it was at, right after the midterm elections. And we had learned about a vote in the state of Montana where a ballot measure failed that would have protected the lives of babies who survived abortions. So in other words, it is now you know legal in the state of Montana to leave a child to die, deny it medical care if it survives an abortion. Right. And so you heard about that, that vote and just saw the injustice of that. And it actually reminded you of something else. So why don't you kind of lay that yeah, story yeah. out for folks? I, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, just, you know, uh, I'm a black man. I'm like this all day. Because <laughs> you, you've never caught me not being a black man. That's true. You're you always, tried, you always you, look like this. You yeah. tried many, many times, but you've, you've never <laughs> been able to do it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I'm like that all day. So I have, I have a lens uh, from that perspective that, you know, sometimes, you know, these issues you kind of are seen through. And in this particular case, what I was reminded of with the Montana decision was the Dred Scott case. Mm. And uh, that is a very infamous uh, Supreme Court case where um, Dred Scott was a slave and he was a slave in Missouri and mm-hmm. he got brought to a free state of Illinois mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he sued for his freedom because right. his notion was, listen, I'm, I, you know, basically I'm in a free state. You should you should give me my freedom right. um, that there is. Freedom. He had lived there with his family for yes. about four years, about actually. four years. Yeah. yeah. And just intrinsically, they're mm-hmm. ascribed to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. My freedom. Right. 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 And he, he sued through local courts and all the way up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court made the decision that actually, no, he was still a slave. Mm-hmm. And it was essentially once a slave, always a slave. Right. Basically right. the perspective. And it's right. one of the decisions of the Supreme Court that's one of the most infamous and the most. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, just terrible injustice. Right. Terrible injustice. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, certainly people, whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, would look at that decision and go, my gosh, this is a horrible, horrible decision. Right. Absolutely. And so when I when I when I saw the, this Montana situation, it reminded me of that mm-hmm. because you have a situation here where it really extends beyond the abortion de- debate. Mm-hmm. Right. So a baby somehow, by God's grace, somehow. Mm-hmm. Right. Survives. Mm-hmm. An abortion, right, and is now free, mm-hmm. if you will. So, right. so right. It, it, unfortunately, the way kind of thinking about this is that you know this woman who's decided to abort this child mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. basically saying, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this through a consumer lens, like right. I own this child, right. if right. you will. That's the way it's, it's thought about it, right? And the dread in the Dred Scott decision, what it really kind of established was that slaves were the property yes. of their slave master, and therefore, um, if a slave could just sort of sue and declare his his or her own freedom, 
then that was denying the slave master the due process of being able to ter- determine what happens with its property. A- absolutely. So yeah. the slave master said, this is my property. Yes. And you can't just sort of take it away from me. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, like you said, in a consumer culture, that's very much kind of a mindset that we have. If something is our property or we order something or purchase something or want something, we feel as though we're entitled to get it. Right. Absolutely. And if I don't get it, mm-hmm. then I'm upset yeah. as a consumer. Right. right. So that's basically what you have. So you're saying that 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 the child has no intrinsic life, mm-hmm. like it, nothing that's ascribed to it. Right. it it's not right. created in the image of God. Yeah. The only worth that it has. Mm-hmm. Right. Because this is the circumstances of your birth mm-hmm. determine your worth. Right. So if the circumstance of your birth is that you are conceived in a woman who doesn't think that you're alive. Mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. you're not. Right, 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 right. If you will. And so right. even if you escape the womb, mm-hmm. you aren't ascribed life. It's all bestowed right. upon you by your owner in right. the same way of the Dred Scott decision. Right. That right. life is that freedom is bestowed on on that person. Now, you get to a free state and the folk in the free state say, We would love this guy to be free. Mm-hmm. We're happy. We're a free state. We are gonna treat him as a free person. We're gonna help him thrive and right. not just survive, but thrive in this free state. Mm. And the owner says no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Once a slave, always a slave. So right. you follow the analogy. Right. Now the baby survives what mm-hmm. is basically bondage in this case mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. everything that a child's trying to do in the womb is live. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. wants to be free. Right, right, it's right. yearning to be free. Right. It's whole everything about it is is, is desiring right. to be free. Yeah, yep. and that that's the whole birth process. Like you don't have to coax babies out. They're like, no, I'm getting out. Right. right so right. I want to be free. I want life. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the baby does that. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And then the mother says, oh no, mm-hmm. this is my child. Mm-hmm. I own this child, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So this is beyond my body, my choice. Mm-hmm. This is like your body, my choice, right, right, which right. is which is the concept around right. slavery, right? Absolutely. And then someone could, in fact, if you were if you were in a situation in that case, you wouldn't even do what what the average moral person would think about. Like one of the analogies or illustrations, if you will, that kind of brings this home is that if you're in Montana and you're in a hospital and you're walking down the hallway and you peek into one of the doors and it's a delivery room and there's a baby that's just on a cold steel table. There's no doctors in there. There's no one there. It's obviously a newborn baby. What would you do? What would be the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. Now, the average person, I think, would probably rather approach choice of pro-life is like, oh, my gosh. Um, no one's, take, no one's taking care somebody, of this baby. You, we're medical folks. You go grab them and say, there's this baby in here that needs help. Why, why are you not doing that? Mm-hmm. That actually is not the moral thing to do in Montana. The moral thing to do in Montana is to go to the medical staff and say, I just need to clarify, is this an aborted baby that's in here? Mm-hmm. Because if it is, yes, you actually need to just leave it. Yeah, right. You need to just leave it. Right. Because the mother of the child or whoever in this, in, it could be whatever, but you know, they, they ordered... A dead baby. Yes. And you're supposed to deliver them a dead baby. You're supposed to so deliver- if you actually interfere with that consumer transaction, again, this is this is how our culture has to think about this in yes. order to justify all of the, all of these things that are just are seemingly so unjust, right? Yes. So like as a culture, we sort of create all of these beliefs and attitudes and practices and rituals in order to justify behavior that we probably know is just wrong. Yes. Um, so, but we don't want to feel guilty about it. So we have to create all this stuff. So it's a consumer transaction where somebody ordered a medical procedure. Yes. And the result of the medical procedure 
wasn't what they wanted. And so you have to ensure that that gets delivered to them. So if you are the person passing by yes. and seeing that baby struggling to survive and you interfere with that, you're actually doing the quote unquote wrong thing. You're interfering with a consumer transaction. Yep. Right. Like any other. It would be like if you're at a restaurant and yep. the waiter's bringing out your steak and you just run right in front of that waiter and grab the plate and run out of the restaurant. Run out of there, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Right. It's I mean, when you, you think about it, you know, and you you know, people say, Well, oh, gosh, it's kinda of crass and it's kinda of, wow, that's but it's the reality of what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need to pull the curtain back and see what we're doing. It's you know, and, and and as you often say, you have to sort of think about what the principles are yes. behind these things. Yes. So it's it's one thing to sort of look at the act itself and sort of have judge make judgments about it, but really to kind of think about what are the principles that are actually leading us as a culture to behave this way. That's where you can really start to get the deeper insights and and I think in this case you you know, you've really hit on something there. Well, and 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 this transcends mm-hmm. the rest of the culture, right? Because right. I mean, in many ways you can define a culture by how it t- treats its most vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we do that all the time, right? Absolutely. I mean, the the Nazis maybe did lots of building and all kinds of other things and there's even some medical stuff that they did, that, mm-hmm. but people don't want to use it. Yeah. Why? Because you define that culture. Right. By how it treated the most vulnerable, which right. were the Jews in concentration camps. Right. So you said, well, I'm not going to look at all this other stuff. They may be doing rocket stuff and all the other stuff because you define a culture right. by how it treats its most vulnerable. Right. And so what we're dealing with right now is mm-hmm. this is a defining moment in our culture mm-hmm. that if we can't even come together and, and have a consensus in our culture that if a baby by some – I mean by – the miracle and the grace of God mm-hmm. survives an abortion if we can't even in that situation right. render aid and support right. and ascribe to that baby the humanity that's intrinsic to how, how God's designed it, then what does that say about us as a culture? Right. And right. that's what concerns me greatly. Mm-hmm. And my view is whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, you should be very concerned about mm-hmm. that because just like in the Nazi culture, it started with the vulnerable and then it kind of moved up and then it became the whole this whole perspective that it became the whole culture, how the culture viewed all kinds of things. Mm. Well, Jews and handicapped folk and all kinds mm-hmm. of people. Yep, right. Absolutely. Because yep. you define a culture by how it treats its most vulnerable. And yep. So this is a clarion call for us. If we it, can't it really have a is. consensus on on something like this. Uh, God have mercy on us. Yeah. That's my point of view. Yeah, absolutely. Another, I think, important point to make is that people people don't change, right? Um, you kind of look back at this Dred Scott decision and you look at this vote in Montana and, you know, it's kind of different different circumstances, different era, same sin, right? Right. And that sin, as you mentioned, is sacrificing the lives of the vulnerable so that we can have better lives for ourselves, right? Yes. And so, you know, in the case of slavery, it was the slave master achieved a, a quote-unquote better life as a result of being able to own slaves, right? Right. Better and, life for themselves. Right. And 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 in the case of abortion, it's, you know, generally speaking, people have abortions not because they think it's going to make their life worse. Yeah. I don't, I don't think people would do that. No one right. says, hey, I'm going to have this abortion. I think it's going to make my life a lot worse. So I'm going to do this. Right, right. right. It, they so always believe it's going to make their life better. Exactly. And so it's it, the circumstances might be different, but the, the human sort of response is so similar yeah and you know and it's unfortunately we, we don't we don't we're pretty predictable yeah. um in in our sin unfortunately but you know as you always say Roland, you know it's it's really just an opportunity for us as you know pro abundant life people to to pray yeah uh, to pray for people who have these beliefs um and to pray for obviously for mothers fathers and unborn children 
who are facing these tough decisions because yeah. we're not naive to the fact that these are can often be very difficult yeah. circumstances. Um, and obviously, that's why CareNet exists in order to provide support through our pregnancy centers and our other other work to those folks who are in the midst of that decision. So, yep, that's the work that we're we're called to do, and yeah. we're committed to do that. And we're thankful to those who partner uh, with us around that work because it is. It's holy work. Mm-hmm. And, and when we do this, we're actually reflecting, you know, sort of, sort of the, the whole um, ethic of what Christ did and why he came. Because what we know is what? That, that we're called not to sacrifice the vulnerable for ourselves. Right. right. That's the Absolutely. model of Christ. Like, right. He didn't do that. He what he he sacrificed himself for the vulnerable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And that's really what's required here when you think about this type of law. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's a call to all of us to yeah. really model that whether you're pro-life or pro-choice. Mm-hmm. We still have to have that perspective. And if we don't, it, it doesn't bode well for for the culture that we have in this nation. Yeah, indeed. All right. Well, thank you, Ron. That's a yep. really, really, really great insight on that unfortunate vote in Montana. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.